On this this episode episode of JR the P. I always get a little hesitant speaking like this on the podcast because it seems so abstract and like metaphysical. And, you you know, I'm talking about like this abstract metaphysical world of ego and um, interface between people. But this is what's going on in the society that we live in. And this is why people, I mean, it's not very hard to see why a mass shooter becomes a mass shooter. How could somebody go out and shoot innocent people? Take a person swept up in their ego, angry, disenfranchised, feeling like, you know what, I never got the respect or love that I deserved. And then they look around at other people and everybody seemingly has such a great life while my life is shit. And they stew and they stew and they brew and they brew. And one day they just get this crazy idea that, hey, I could be somebody. I could pick up an AK, an AR-15. I could pick up an AR-15 or AK-47 or whatever and go into a Walmart shoot up a bunch of random people, then I'm on the news. Then I'm important. Then I'm heard for the first time. Had they just been in their own self, realizing that, hey, one plus one is two, and whatever you do is up to you. Like, ain't nothing to do with anybody else. They could just see their way forward. And there's many things in there. And of course, yes, I um, it's always easier to see from the outside in. I don't know if that's even true, but you know it's I guess it's easy to guess what people are feeling. Never really know. But um, that theme of ego. I'm, uh, you know, I'm one who's really worked on his ego. But it ain't no joke. Try to live a life. I don't know why I'm daring you or threatening you, but I encourage you. Try to live a life like that of, you know, Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And to step back and realize you ain't nothing. And who are you to be offended by this or to be offended by that? Who are you to judge your fellow man? Judge not, lest thee be judged. You are nobody. I am nobody. We're nothing. No more. As Rage Against the Machine once rhymed about. You know? I'm nobody, I'm nothing. Try to live that lifestyle. And tell me if your ego don't pop up. It's challenging. It's challenging to live a life of... Yeah, do unto others as you will have done unto yourself and love your neighbor as you love yourself and you're nobody. You don't have the right to get angry and judge somebody because they disrespected you. 
You don't have the right to get angry and judge somebody because they said something that you don't agree with. Try living that lifestyle. It's challenging. And I've been living that lifestyle for striving and walking and fighting to see to see clearly and to live that way to love my neighbors I love myself and realize that I am nothing ain't nothing special or great about me sounds cute to say but are you actually living that way well that's when it becomes a whole other kettle of fish Hey, blood, what's happening? It's your old chuckle buddy. Yes, you. Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent December 30th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Oh, hey, folks. How you doing? Garbage duty. Good Lord. You know, you go to report you go to report and record a podcast. You figure, hey, you know, a momentary moment of silence for the true brave souls selflessly day in, day out, regurgitate online content whether it be TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, um, you know, whatever the kids are doing these days. The brave men and women and transgendered in-betweens that slug it out on the grind on the daily. You figure you get a momentary silence, a little respect. Well, it's like garbage duty in my neighborhood. Oh, my God. The garbage truck comes, empties out all the garbage cans, now the little superintendent, the little janitor guy, he's out there bung, bumbling around, moving around, shuffling around garbage bins. You can hear the beep of a garbage truck. What about a moment of silence for the true heroes of content creation? Speaking of which, this is a very interesting episode. It is J.R. the P's fifth year anniversary. Thank you, folks. Five years of due diligence and um, depravity. Coming at y'all with my thoughts, opinions, hopes, and dreams and schemes. Five years, folks. Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Couldn't have done it without you. Hallelujah. So if you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, that is, this is a show where I gob, gab, squawk, and blab about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. Yeah. Oh, great. What is that, a plane? It's always something, you know, when you try to record a podcast. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, Jonathan, pronounced Jonathan, Jonathan-Ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, 
Would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. You know, I've been saying that from the get-go. When you, you know, get up the gumption to go out there and share my content, certainly does help. Sharing is caring. And I, in turn, when I, you know, see a little bit of interest in my content, gives me a little bit of um, pepper, a little pep, to go out there and slog it out on the grind, trying to keep it funky for you. Yes. Quick sip of water, balls. Don't mind me, balls. Water in a coffee mug. Quaffer. Kfifi water. Fifi water? Offy water. Yeah. So, um, JR the P, five year anniversary, man. Gonna give you a quick blurb, quick split it. Um, to begin with, I initially had, and this is very interesting, so there's several themes on the podcast throughout the years, and one of which has been entrepreneurship, you know, doing it for yourself, DIY. So, um, you know, back in uh, 20, you know, 2015, 2016, you know, I was listening to podcasts, very entertaining, you know, I'd be out at work, I'd be out and about, out for a walk, whatever, and I'd be listening to podcasts. And as a comedian, as a actor, as a lover of like classic radio, you know, the CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... I'm E.G. Marshall. You know, the CBS Radio Mystery Theater, hosted by E.G. Marshall. Used to watch, or sorry, listen to that. That was like a classic, well, not so classic really, but retro. It was like uh, a radio program from like the 1970s. So like 1974 to like 1985. 1983 or something like that. So for about a decade, from 1974 to early 80s, this CBS Radio Mystery Theater broadcasted. Big fan of that. Then dipping back into the 40s, all those crime, gumshoe, Sam Spade detective, Philip Marlowe, yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Johnny Dollar. Um, Suspense. Suspense was a major um, classic radio program. Um, tales of suspense, you know, husband and wives and husband and wives and their, you know, entanglements and their depravity and their affairs and one's plotting to kill the other, the other's plotting to kill the other or like, you know, just crime, seedy seedy underbelly, underworld type of stuff. Suspense, Radio Mystery Theater. Theater of the Mind is what they called a lot of these old-time programs. So very much a fan of old-time radio. That kind of led me into podcasts. 
And as a comic, as an actor, you know, you're hearing all these personalities. It was just great content. So I decided somewhere in that time, yeah, let me do a podcast. I'm going to do, I'm going to do my own. I want to do a podcast. It'd be fun. And um, as I had mentioned, the entrepreneurial DIY spirit of Jonathan Ramchand and the podcast, um, you know, in the beginning, um, I was coming off of, uh, if you go back to listen to episode number one of JR the P, you know, I'm one year sober at that time. And, you know, it took a minute for me to get my life back on track. You know, I'd been kind of spiraling down the rabbit hole with drinking and uh, had my battles. So it took a little bit to get the money together to buy the microphone. Well, actually, no, I already had the microphone at that point, but um, all faithful here. I already had the microphone, but um, I had to get like a laptop. I had to get editing software. I had to set my apartment up a little bit, just little odds and ends that add up. All that little background shit that you don't consider when you're trying to level up, start a business, whatever it is, right? There's all these little expenses that occur. And true to form, here we are five years later. Um, I had originally had a big thing in my world, a big thing planned. Um, I wanted to, I had a film shoot. I was going to film some content, um, some, you know, above and beyond extracurricular type of stuff, content, in celebration of the five-year anniversary of J.R. the P, Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast. But, you know, in business, in do-it-yourself, in DIY, in entrepreneurship, an entrepreneurship, you come up against challenges. Um, the film shoot was set up for like late November, mid-November 2022. I was going to film some content in celebration of the five-year anniversary. So I'd set up this film shoot, had this little project going. Um, the videographer that I was working with, he was a little busy and um, the shoot got postponed. And I actually, I actually called it off because, coincidentally, I was quite busy, you know. You know, I work a Joe job, you know. I'm a working stiff, working uh, double duty to, you know, keep this comedy, podcasting, acting train a-chugging. So, you know, I work a Joe job. I'm a working stiff. So I was working my balls off. Um, I was, um, I had just completed a move I just moved apartments so that took up a lot of time and energy and financial cost that I'm working the daily grind the Joe blow stiff type of type of work then also um, very important in my life is um, physicality trying to keep the body fit you know um, there's many hours in a day if you budget your time but you know, wow, does it not take energy to keep all these plate, these uh, plates spinning? It takes a lot of energy. So I was feeling a little tired. So come mid-November, when I was about to do that shoot, 
in celebration of the five-year anniversary. It just seemed like a lot was going on. The videographer was busy. I was quite busy. I pulled the plug. I was like, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe we'll put it on hold, get to it at another date. So, as it sits, you just have my ugly ass to hear from on the five-year anniversary. As usual, my ugly ass is on every episode of JR the P, Jonathan Rampton Podcast. And of course, you know, I don't actually think I'm ugly. Quite, quite fetching, I actually think. But, um, you know, when you're podcasting, words just kind of come into your head and you use them. I'm ugly. Ugly shaming. But uh, I don't know why I called myself ugly. <laughs> My ugly mug. But um, yeah. Coincidentally, on the eve of a new year, 2023, um, we actually have here at JR the P a shoot. A shoot for the new year. Something interesting and funky for you to bring into the podcast. Um, it's, being, it's well in the works. It's set up. So we're going to be going into the new year with many changes here at Jonathan Ramcher and the podcast. So, you know, that DIY, that do-it-yourself spirit is still alive. And um, that's always been a theme here at JR the P. And, um, you know, we're going to have a lot of new, interesting content coming down the pipe going into the new year. So I thought that was something I could speak about off the top. And, you know, um, so yeah, I spoke a little bit about what got me into podcasting, the do-it-yourself spirit, which is very important. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a podcaster, if you're a person trying to do it for yourself, um, one major thing I noticed in life is that there's always the grace of God. There's always um, the happy coincidence falling ass backwards into something. But um, many times, if you want to get a project off the ground, you got to do it yourself. Ain't nobody... People are busy with themselves. They're, bu- they're busy with themselves and their own lives. And you got to swing for yourself. So... Um, that's quite interesting, and that's been something I've been really growing into, especially these past five years, um, because, uh, you know, as it happens, I'm a very proficient and talented actor, comedian. In a perfect world, I mean, if they just said, like, you know the term gatekeeper? There's a gatekeeper of sorts in every business, I'm sure. You're not just going to breeze into the logging industry. You know, let's say whatever. You're, what do they call it, an arborist? I believe the term is an arborist. Perhaps I'm wrong, but, you know, a person who, hey, you have landscaping abilities, you cut down trees, you're handy with a chainsaw, chainsaw massacre. So, hey, I'm going to get into the logging industry. I'm going to start my own logging company. There are certain gatekeepers along the way that, hey, it's not, not to be 
afraid of, but hey, getting the permit to cut down logs or whatever, you got to jump through the hoop for this gatekeeper. And then you got to jump through the hoop for the transportation gatekeeper. Then you got to jump through the hoop for the storage facility, warehousing facility gatekeeper. And then the, you know, storefront, the uh, interface between product and customer gatekeeper. It's always these little things that you got to jump through. All these little fucking hoops. Well, just so happens that I'm a very proficient actor-comedian. That's not enough. If it was simple as just walking into a room, spitting my talent for the world to see, and then all of a sudden there's a bidding war, you can believe I'd be working. But it's not like that. Unfortunately, you know, um, sometimes it is. Sometimes you, like I said, you fall ass backwards into some opportunity. But many times you got to go out and do for yourself. Swing for yourself. Build your own uh, viewership base. Very much like any industry. You might have the best pizza recipe in town. Well, guess what? You're going to have to fight through the gatekeeping and the challenge of industry. The challenge of industry. You know? It's all it is. It's a challenge. And, um, you know, very proud to have weathered the storm for five years. You know, speaking on topics of comedy, acting, recovery, as I am a, uh, you know, ex-drinker. Um, you know, matters of the heart, God, you know, speaking on that, speaking on ego, ego, Lego my ego, Lego my ego, let go my ego, ego boy, ego, like it's, it's amazing, it's amazing how, um, Important it is to get that ego in check just for the healthy living of a life with your own friends and family. And then just in business, in the day-to-day interface of a life. This actually kind of connects quite nicely with um, what I was mentioning about, you know, you got to do it for yourself and, you know, you got to swing for yourself. Um this kind of connects really nicely in terms of ego. Um, ego has been a major theme here on JR the P. Uh, once I got sober, I was always trying to find that real me and overcome the petty problems and com- complications that I felt like I was encountering in my daily life. And I remember my my entire childhood and much into my youth and, you know, my early 20s. Teachers, mainly teachers, they would always say things like, you know, you are, Jonathan, you are such a obnoxious person. You're a loudmouth person. You're a disruptive person. Um, the problem's you. The problem's you. The problem's you. And I never felt like that. So I just gave him the finger like, yo, fuck off. Right? 
eat it, you know, bite me, get fucked, like, what do I care? Then when I got sober, I started to realize, yeah, there is something about the ego that's just very obnoxious and imposing. I see that in myself. I see that in myself. I have this tendency to be imposing and argumentative and willful towards my fellow man, many times unjustly, many times in situations where I could just shut my mouth. Wow, I see finally for the first time, it's me. It's my ego. My problems with women, my, you know, failed relationships, my confrontations on the work site, getting into it with the boss, getting into it with the teacher. It's me. It's my own ego, my imposing nature. It's my fault. And there's the answer. There's the answer. If I don't say anything to people, they will leave me alone. I found the answer. If I mind my own business, nobody will bother me. I mean, how can I have problems if I don't say anything? I finally figured it out. All those problems that you have with people in life is from speaking. Well, if I don't say anything, how can I possibly get into trouble? So the year was like 2017. The very beginning of the year, 2017. There I am. I'm sober for like, I don't know, a couple months at that point. You know? I'm working on this job site. Listening to podcasts, making a humble paycheck, saving money to buy gear to start up Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast. As I mentioned, I had to get a laptop, I had to get editing software, and, you know, at that point, I was in debt. I had um, outstanding, um, I had outstanding um, student loans. So, you know, I had to pay off my student loans, I had to pay my rent. I had to buy groceries, I had to, you know, pay for my cell phone, and then I had to save money to, you know, get a laptop, and at that time, I'm, I, I was working, like, day labor as a temp, wasn't making, I was making, like, minimum wage, basically, so, you know, I didn't have a lot of disposable income, so, you know, it was a grind, but I was happy to do it, day by day, and I was minding my own business, and I was doing nothing. Uh, I was minding my own business and I was, you know, doing nothing to get into trouble. Just minding my own business. I'm working on this job site as like a site cleaner. You know, you pick up the debris, you sweep up the garbage on a construction site. I report directly to the site supervisor. Now, the site supervisor... He and his company liked me. They had me as a preferred worker, meaning as a temp, they considered me a preferred worker, so they would request me by name to my agency. Hey, we need a worker for today. 
Send Jonathan. Is he available? Was I the best worker? Who knows? But I was acceptable enough and liked enough that I was a requested worker. They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to request me. But something in my work quality and my personality and demeanor and abilities had them request me. So I was getting requested for work. So I'm on this job site and I'm cleaning up. All of a sudden, this one worker has nothing to do with me. We're not even really co-workers. We're just, we have nothing to do with each other. I report to the site supervisor. That's it. He's, he's there. I'm there. And that's it. Ain't nothing he can do about it. Ain't nothing I can do about it. That's the situation. We're both here working. But we really have nothing to do with each other. This worker turns to me and he goes, uh, Hey, buddy, uh, uh, vacuum this up, vacuum this up. I was like, okay, no problem. So I go and I vacuum up, uh, there was some, uh, drywall dust. You know, when they, uh, put up drywall and they sand it, you know, all the sanding dust gets on the floor. He asked me to vacuum it up. So I vacuum it up. Then he repeats himself. Hey, buddy, come on, vacuum this up. And I'm talking about a bare floor with a pile of, of uh, dust. There was literally only one spot on this bare floor. You couldn't miss it. And I'm vacuuming it up. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, I am vacuuming it up. Like, why? First of all, why is he talking to me? Secondly, why is he repeating himself? And thirdly, why is he like lying He told me to vacuum the shit up. I'm vacuuming the shit up. What else is there to say? You asked me to vacuum it. I said, okay, I'm vacuuming it. And now you're like repeating yourself and lying. Vacuum it, vacuum it, vacuum it. I'm like, I am vacuuming it. So then his boss comes ambling out of a fucking, wherever the fuck he was, comes back comes ambling out from behind a door or whatever. Hey, listen, buddy, speaking to me. Hey, listen, buddy, if you want to be on this job site, you need to learn how to blah, 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 blah. I'm looking at it. I was like, then, you know, I was like, I was a taken aback. It was like a punch to the stomach. It's like, Like true injustice, when you feel like true injustice, right? I'm like, I was doing nothing. The man asked me to do something. I did what he asked me to do. Now you guys are on my ass about vacuuming up dust, which I vacuumed up. And you have no right to talk to me to begin with. And, you know, it just kind of hit me. And it was at a time when I was just getting sober It was a time when I was just learning about my ego and working on my ego and working on myself and just trying to get better. And it's like, I just felt like this pain of like true injustice. I was like, my whole life people tell me that the problem is, oh, I haven't, I have a temper 
or oh, I can't take direction, or oh, the problem's you, the problem's you. And many people can relate to this. People are going to say, the problem's you. Here I am doing exactly what they told me, and it's still not good enough. And you can't fuck up a situation like what I'm telling you. They told me to vacuum up dust. There was a pile of dust on a bare floor. They told me to vacuum up the pile of dust. I vacuumed up the pile of dust, and then they go, No! Vacuum! Vacuum! Vacuum the dust! And I'm looking at an empty floor. I'm like, what in the fuck are they even talking about? You can't miss this, right? And I tripped out and I yelled at the guy and I stormed off, right? Then the site supervisor called me back, calls me. John, John, what happened? What happened, John? John, what happened? I'm like, well, this fucking tub of shit. He's talking shit at me and fuck this. And, you know, like, I don't need this shit. What the hell, man? Like, here I am minding my own business, there to do the job, there with a good attitude. And that's still not enough? Doing the job on time with a good attitude and that's still not enough? What's going on here, right? Well, blah, blah, blah. The site supervisor's like, yeah, John, whatever. Those guys are idiots. Come on, come back. Please just come back. We'll straighten it out. I come back. Water under the bridge. Okay, whatever. Let's get on with things. The very next day, that, uh, that fucking tub of shit comes waddling up to me again. Oh, so um, you calmed down a little bit today, huh? And I look at him. I said, look, we said yesterday that we squashed it. It was over. It's over. Don't bring it up. He goes, what's your problem? I said, did we not finish that business yesterday? The matter is closed. The case is closed. Let it alone. Let sleeping dogs lie. Like, why are you bringing this up again? Why are you in my face about this again? We said it was over. It's over. Oh, what's your problem? Oh, I can't. Why are you acting all weird? Why are you acting all weird? And that's when I realized. That's when I first realized. You know, it isn't me. And it isn't always me. We live in a world of cynicism, motivated by self-interest. Nobody really cares. You know? People are into their own egos, into their own agendas, into their own little worlds. And the best I can surmise is many times people... They're always watching other people and comparing against other people, not fully aware of the situation. They are um, contracted contractors. They have a job to do that is very challenging and difficult, and they're paid for it. I mean, when you take on a contract as as a construction contractor... You can't really fuck up. You're bound to the contract. You have to get the job done. It's um, it's skilled labor. It's work in every sense of the word. And it's um, skilled labor. And they're paid accordingly. And, you know, it's a, it's a job. 
So, you know, he's got to be there on a certain time. He has certain responsibilities that he needs to take care of. Whereas the position I was in, I was a temp worker there to pick up garbage. I didn't have anything to worry about. I didn't have any obligations to the job. I didn't have any stress. And I think what happened was they saw that. They saw that, hey, how come this guy gets to walk around in a good mood listening to podcasts, sweeping up dust? How come he's sweeping up dust while we're working hard? Well, because I'm making minimum wage as a temp laborer and you're a skilled contractor on a contract. You got to pay the cost to be the boss, motherfucker. If you want to make the money, shut up and make it. Don't look at me and wonder what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. I'm there on my orders. And that's the problem with people. We live in this world of cynicism. Everyone's self um, focused and watching the next person and comparing against the next person when, like, 99.9% of the time, nothing has to do with anything. What I do is what I do. What you do is what you do. End of story. But most people can't take that. They can't stomach that. Their ego can't take it. And they're always screaming out for um, attention. They're always screaming to be heard when they have nothing to say. And that's the game. That's the game. And... um, I always get a little hesitant speaking like this on the podcast because it seems so abstract and like metaphysical. And, you you know, I'm talking about like this abstract metaphysical world of ego and um, interface between people. But this is what's going on in the society that we live in. And this is why people, I mean, it's not very hard to see why a mass shooter becomes a mass shooter. How could somebody go out and shoot innocent people? Take a person swept up in their ego, angry, disenfranchised, feeling like, you know what, I never got the respect or love that I deserved. And then they look around at other people and everybody seemingly has such a great life. Well, my life is shit. And they stew and they stew and they brew and they brew. And one day they just get this crazy idea that, hey, I could be somebody. I could pick up an AK, an AR-15. I could pick up an AR-15 or AK-47 or whatever. And go into a Walmart, shoot up a bunch of random people. Then I'm on the news. Then I'm important. Then I'm heard. For the first time, had they just been in their own self, realizing that, hey, one plus one is two, and whatever you do is up to you, like, ain't nothing to do with anybody else. They could just see their way forward. And there's many things in there. And, of course, yes, I... um, always easier to see from the outside in I don't know if that's even true but 
you know, it's, I guess it's easy to guess what people are feeling. Never really know. But, um, that theme of ego. I'm, uh, you know, I'm one who's really worked on his ego. Recently in the podcasting world, or online world anyway, um, a snippet of the great Mike Tyson, you know, I'm telling you, it was a crazy, it was a crazy time in my life, you know. I was, you know, I was 12 years old, I was robbing people, stabbing people, you know. I go to school, I beat up a kid for his lunch money. Then his father would come to school. Then I beat up his father for his lunch money. I mean, I, I had a hard time believing it myself. <laughs> Iron Mike, Mike Tyson, he recently was on an episode of um, Tucker Carlson. Uh, I don't have a Tucker Carlson impersonation. I'll work on it. But he's quite funny and entertaining himself and quite honest. He was on, he was on an episode of uh, Tucker Carlson. And uh, he said something to the effect of, um, you know, sometimes I, you know, I get full of myself and I think that I'm somebody, but then I can relax when I realize that I'm nobody. So when I remember that I'm a nobody, that's when it's easier for me to, you know, see the forest for the trees. But, you know, when I think that I'm somebody, that's when I start having problems, you know, but then when I remember that I'm just nobody, then... You know, really helps. <laughs> so, like, that's totally true, man. And that sounds cute and interesting and whatever. And, oh, you know, when you think that you're somebody, that's when you should take a moment back and reflect and see that you're really nobody. Oh. Like, it, it sounds so, like, it sounds cute, it sounds whimsical, it sounds earthy, it sounds like real people. But it ain't no joke. Try to live a life... I don't know why I'm daring you or threatening you, but I encourage you. Try to live a life like that, of, you know... Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And to step back and realize you ain't nothing. And who are you to be offended by this or to be offended by that? Who are you to judge your fellow man? Judge not, lest thee be judged. You are nobody. I am nobody. We're nothing. No more. As Rage Against the Machine once rhymed about. You know? I'm nobody, I'm nothing. Try to live that lifestyle. And tell me if your ego don't pop up. It's challenging. It's challenging to live a life of... Yeah, do unto others as you will have done unto yourself and love your neighbor as you love yourself and you're nobody. You don't have the right to get angry and judge somebody because they disrespected you. You don't have the right to get angry and judge somebody because they said something that you don't agree with. Try living that lifestyle. It's challenging. And I've been living that lifestyle for 
striving and walking and fighting to see to see clearly and to live that way to love my neighbors I love myself and realize that I am nothing ain't nothing special or great about me sounds cute to say but are you actually living that way well that's when it becomes a whole other kettle of fish water break balls don't mind me balls So yes, ego. Quite happy to report that ego has been something that I've worked on due diligently here at Jonathan Ramchand the podcast last uh, five years. And I'm turning the corner. I'm turning the corner. Um, I think this is very interesting. I mean, you can't, you can't raise a family, you can't work a job, you can't live a life of peace without addressing this issue, the ego. Because as I mentioned, we live in a world of cynicism, motivated by self-interest. Who really cares? You step out the street, you go for a walk down the street, the overwhelming message of society is, fuck you, get out of my way, it's about me. To hell with what you need or what you think or your feelings or whatever, go fuck yourself. It's about me. 100%. And I'm not even here to rag on um, self-interest. As the economist Walter E. Williams once said, Why does a farmer wake up in the morning? The crack of dawn. (coughs) Farmer up at the crock of dawn. Crack of dawn. Ass crack of dawn. You know, he's porking chickens. You know, he's jerking off cows. You know, he's playing tiddlywinks with pigs, you know. You know, a pot-bellied pig, cute as a button. Why is this guy up at the crack of dawn fucking around with all these barn animals? Because he's an altruistic person? Because he cares about humanity? Because he loves his fellow man? No. Farmer gets up at the crack of dawn to farm so he can make that money and produce products, goods and services that he can sell to sustain himself. And that, in turn, benefits society. You like eating potatoes? Well, some stupid fuck's got to grow them. And if some guy's out there growing potatoes making money for himself to sell potatoes, then hey, self-interest serves the general public. I ain't here to knock on self-interest. 
serves society to a certain extent, but many people aren't loving their neighbor as they love themselves. And their egos are out of check. They begrudge you for no reason. You know? I had a woman begrudge me for sitting on a park bench. I was out for a walk. Beautiful, cascading sunset. Uh, and I was in this park that overlooked a green field and a beautiful downtown Toronto skyline. You know, we're at dusk, red hot sun coming down in the sky, beautiful sunset. I sit down on this park bench. Not two seconds later, this woman pops up. Oh, hey, excuse me. Uh, you gonna be long? I was confused for a minute. I'm like, is she really asking me how long I'm going to be sitting on a bench? And I looked at her. I was like, I thought maybe she needed me to like watch her belongings for her for a minute or something, right? And I looked at her and I was like, oh, um, well, yeah, I'm going to be here for a minute. I'm just having a coffee, doing some writing and watching the sunset. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be here for a minute. Why? She goes, oh, oh, well, oh, I wanted to sit too. Well, um. Well, I guess it's like parking. <laughs> it's like, actually, no, it's not like parking. I'm thinking to myself. Actually, no, it's nothing like parking. Um, parking's when you pay to leave your vehicle on a private property. Sitting on a public bench is where your tax dollars are pooled into a public resource as just a person an everyday member of the public, and you can sit on a public bench because you're a person who pays taxes within a public society. Public property is for the public. Private property is for private use. They're two completely opposite, different fucking things. So if I want to sit on a bench, it's none of your fucking business how long I sit on a bench. So isn't that crazy how begrudging people are in this world where you get begrudged for sitting on a bench? The woman was jealous of my bench sitting. How dare I sit on a bench with a beautiful sunset when she wanted to sit on a bench? It's like, bitch, first come, first serve. What do you want from me? What kind of a person does that? You're going to go interrupt somebody's day? Excuse me, how long did you plan on existing? This is what you basically said to me. Excuse me, sir. How long do you plan on existing? Well, if it's okay with you, as long as I can. <sighs> that is, if it's okay with you. That is, I don't want to, you know, trouble you or put you out any, but, you know, kind of enjoy existing. If that's all right. That's the kind of world we live in, man, where people begrudge you for sitting on a bench. So, you know, it's very important to overcome these things of ego. Because, hey, who am I to get mad at somebody for begrudging me for sitting on a bench? Maybe she had a point. Why should I be sitting on a bench? Or, I don't know, what, like, 
am I uh whatever so she went and she said what she said and you know she interrupted me and she talked to me the way she wanted to talk to me so what so what judge not lest thee be judged I've been a obnoxious fuck plenty plenty of times in my life imposing myself where I don't belong opening my mouth when I should shut up I'm the exact same as that woman I'm the exact same selfish retard as that woman is. We're both retards. So that's just the way it is. And to overcome that ego, not exactly easy. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I've been soul searching and going through it, really going through it. In my recovery work, um, as an ex-drinker, as a, uh, you know, child of God, (laughs) as a podcaster, comic, actor, you know, ego. But I'm very happy and fortunate to be here to celebrate um, five years of podcasting. Ain't nothing to scoff at. Now, one colloquialism, I believe the word is, one colloquialism, or one of the rough trade, or one of the sayings of the day, is that everybody has a podcast. First of all, not everybody has a podcast, all right? If you ever done a podcast, you know it's not exactly easy to come up with content on the, on the regular. Number two, not everybody that has a podcast has interesting, engaging, relevant revelation, comedic, heartfelt, liberty gibbet type material on the daily Regular basis. Well, I'm not on the daily, but on the regular basis. Not everybody has such engaging content that we strive to have here at Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Now, I'm actually 32 episodes behind. Um, kind of shit the bed a little bit. Um, last couple years, starting in 2021, um, I had uh, undertook a filmmaking opportunity. I had shot my first stand-up comedy special, Jonathan Ramcharan, Suitable for No Audiences. It's a real humdinger. I got into it about COVID. I got into it about, you know, cancel culture a little bit, a little bit about that free speech tip. Got in there, spit that game, and, you know, certainly was a challenge and it certainly blossomed into something that I never thought could come to um, full bloom. Not that I didn't think I could do it, but I mean, I didn't foresee such a beautiful flower unfurling. Quite impressed with the special. Check her out when you get the chance. Real humdinger, as I aforementioned. So, you know, undertaking that challenge in 2021, going into 2022, um, I was, you know, editing that, 
the directorial stamp. There was all this work that had to go post-production of shooting the film. Was in that post-production phase in 2022. Working that Joe Blow Schmo working stiff type of stuff, you know, working a daily grind, paying bills, doing the podcast. Um, and also, you know, um, then I moved. I moved my apartment. That took time, money, energy, effort. And then, you know, just the daily upkeep of a life. That took time management as well. So kind of shit the bed a little bit. 32 episodes behind. I should really be on episode... Um, I believe I should be on episode 263. As it sits, I'm on episode 231. This is episode 231. I should be on episode 263 at the five-year mark. But, you know, uh, I'm going to rectify that. There's consequences and repercussions for your behavior. And I'm going to rectify. I'm going to rectify that. Um, I'm going to make those episodes up. Now, I don't have to. And to be honest with you, no one would even correct me. I mean, no one really knows what the shooting schedule is here at JRP. They're just happy and grateful for such engaging content. But I know. I know the standard and I know the the drive and I know what is needed here at JR the P. And um, I'm going to rectify that. I'm going to make up those episodes. Might take me a year. It's going to take at least a year. I plan to do, um, you know, two episodes extra a month. That'll catch me up in about a year. I'd, I actually have to do more than two a month. I'd have to do like three a month. But, you know, whatever. I'm going to do what I can. And I'm going to rectify that. I'm going to make up those episodes. And um, maybe I'll do a fun little video. Something extra. Some extra content um, on the final makeup video. Just to bring it into focus and to celebrate. Because it's like, hey, it's it's just about having um, professional pride. You know, it's like, hey, I, I want to make them up. I want to set the record straight on that. Nobody asked me to, or it's not like I need to. I could have got away with it. I could have just said nothing, but it's important to me. So I'm going to make up those episodes. And um, that'll be fun. Quick sip of rose water. Don't mind me, balls. This is something new to the cast. This is something new in general. Whoa, fuck off. Sorry about that, folks. Um, Rose water. Yeah. This is like a little something I've been sipping on lately. It's just like uh, basic spring water infused with um, rose petals and rose petal extract from the fucking hills of Lebanon. Ooh, ah, ah, quite good. It's like a tonic, kind of like a tonic, you know? It's like something that bucks you up. I did a little bit of reading about it online. Apparently, it's good for like a, for like digestion. But like when I drink it, it's kind of like a sharp little blast, and it, it feel, I could feel like an aeration, like an inner, 
circulation. So it's kind of like a tonic. I wouldn't recommend it for like, you know, you, you come home from a jog where you're like thirsty. You're like, oh, let me go drink some rose water. And you you take a belt of rose water. Like I wouldn't recommend it that way. But it's, you know, it's good for what ails you. So, you know, something new that I've been dinking around with. I've been dinking around with this lately, seeing if, I don't know, if it's doing anything. Oh, it's a little stale, actually. It's been sitting in the fridge for like a week or two. Got a couple fresh bottles I got to crack. Get around to that sometime. Anyway, give it a try if you want sometime. Rose water. Yeah. Your breath smells like roses afterwards. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Everything's rosy. Yeah. Um, well, that about does it for another episode of JR the P. Um, I really wanted to speak about that. I have a few more things here that I wanted to get into, but looking at the clock and I feel like that's a good place to stop. And, um, just to nail it home, um, JR the P was born out of, uh, love for classic radio talk radio and here in the 21st century podcasting I was a very much a fan of other podcasts and I thought it would be cool to suit up and lend my talents to the podcasting game and it has given back to me tenfold um, I've enjoyed the process the struggles the ups and downs I certainly invite you to check out the lexicon of Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Many engaging, interesting episodes. We talk about um, topics and themes, acting, stand-up comedy, entertainment, current events, politics, you know, um, matters of the heart, God, spirituality, love. I don't really get into that much. Hell, do I know about that? Um, well, I love my fellow man as I love myself, but women, you're making it hard on a brother, 2022. Hopefully, you lighten up a little bit in 2023, you know. But uh, it's been hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> so you know, I haven't really been <laughs> speaking much on the woman front. Uh, what the hell am I gonna say? You know. I'll trick some hen into putting up with my shit. Just you wait. Episode 275. I get married. <laughs> you never know. Love can be just around the corner, waiting in the bushes. So you never know what's around the corner. Um, but yeah, matters of, you know, of all types of stuff. You know, um, like I said there, you know... Um, Matters of the heart, God, spirituality, a little bit about love. There, I spoke about it a little bit. Ladies, um, temp labor, the working stiff, you know, the daily grind, entrepreneurship, do it for yourself. The ego, very important, very important to master that ego. It affects everything you do, and... Um, you know, 
that ego nature. I've been searching and working my way through that from my from my sobriety work that I've done and into just my, you know, to my spiritual life. You know, I believe in God, you know. I was raised Christian. I'm working on my relationship with Christ. And I do believe I can live a life of Christ love, a life that Christ would lead, would lead, you know, do unto others as you will have done unto you. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I believe that's possible. I'm working towards that. And that all has to do with ego. I mean, what's in it for me to love you as I love myself? Like, why should I consider you? Doesn't it make more sense to consider me? It's the way of the world. So I'm working on those, working on that. And um, another theme, sobriety, that's one that's a little bit on the back burner. Um, I'm a sober man. I'm six years sober, but uh, I'm not really banging the drum on that that often. It's interesting content and yeah, but um, I would like to encourage people to do the work of sobriety if you're out there and you need it. Get in there. Do what you got to do. I recommend 12-step recovery. I recommend keeping an open mind. And, you know, exploring all avenues. And then I also, at least for myself, I'm not going to recommend this. But what I do, and to each their own, this is just my opinion. um, I'm looking to transcend Transcend the experience of being a drunk, being a lush, being a deadbeat. I'm looking to transcend that experience now as a sober man, six years sober, and just get on with things. I don't want to live in the past and bang the drum and, I am an alcoholic, and I am an alcoholic, and I'm always going to be an alcoholic, and I'm in recovery, and I'm always in recovery, and i got to, like... Today I live a life where I'm implementing everything that I learned in 12-step recovery, yet I've learned it to forget it. I know that chances are I could never drink again. And I don't have to think... Beyond that, I don't drink anymore. I don't think about drinking anymore. I've been relieved of the mental obsession. And if I were to drink again, probably couldn't do it. It would probably be the same thing again. So I don't want to try. Don't even want to try. And I don't think about it. And it's just something that I don't even need anymore. Really. That void that I felt, that pain, the inner turmoil, the uh, conflict, it's been alleviated. It's been cleared out by the Spirit of God. And I love my fellow man as I love myself. And uh, I don't need, I don't need that. It's not for me anymore. And that's good enough.
So, thank you again for weathering through another episode of Jonathan Ramtran the podcast. And um, this is probably going to do it for 2022. Moving into the new, moving into moving into the new year, 2023. Already have some film shoot, uh, some film shoots lined up. Interesting content, changing, changing, changing. Big changes here. This whole get up, you know, the, just the whole look of Jonathan Ramsey on the podcast is going to be different. The very next episode. And um, onward and upward. All in a day's work. Hallelujah. It's your old buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Signing off from duty on this magnificent December 30th in the year of our Lord 2022. Five year anniversary. Many engaging things coming forward. Thank you. Please continue to tune in. Show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, could you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks, you live it, you love it, you realize it. I peace.